Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Daily Bread podcast hosted by The Women Well. We pray today you are brought near to the Father's heart and you receive daily bread from His presence through this conversation. Enjoy. Hello, the beautiful well women, the women of the well. This is your host, Bailey Redman, and I'm here with Denise Barrera. Yes, girl. Or the white girl version, Barrera. (laughs) Um, But I'm so excited for today's episode because we've been kind of talking about different testimonies and stories of the different women who are part of the well community and the well leadership. And as you guys have probably already heard, there's some epic stories. And some epic women up in these streets. Oh, yes. And so I'm deeply honored and excited for Denise to share her story because let me tell you, she got a story. I've been through it. <laughs> She's she been through some stuff. Yeah. And she survived. And she's going <laughs> to tell the tale. <laughs> so, Denise, why don't you just start by saying who you are, what you do with the well, because... Uh, she does a lot. She's pretty much like the hands and the feet of the well, if you didn't know. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and will you just tell us the story of how you met Jesus and how you became who you are today? Ooh. <laughs> wow, that's going to be a long story. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But yes, guys. Hi, I'm Denise, and um, I am part of One Voice, which is... Um, you know, the big branch out of like where the well comes from, where Jancy for Jesus come from Mm -hmm. and the Jesus clubs. And yeah, so it's just super honored that, um, I've been with one voice for the past four, five years already. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's crazy. Yeah. It's time flies. (laughs) That is nuts. I literally laid down my life because I really like me and my husband, then my boyfriend, um, we really felt like from the Lord to just lay it all down and just trust him mm-hmm. and just do it and <laughs> just follow him. And we're like, no, <laughs> but we did it <laughs> with a lot of prayer and fasting. But yeah, pretty much I am uh, in the well. I do social media. Um, I'm the yeah, part of do. the creative team here at One Voice and. Um, you know, I run all the social accounts, which is crazy, but it's crazy good because I get to see everything behind scenes of, you know, everybody's testimony. I get to see, you know, people getting encountered through just like testimonies and, and lives and prayers that our whole team does. It's not just me doing everything, but it's our whole team does, you know, has a part of that, which mm-hmm. is incredible. It's not... Just the well, but it's literally every single pro- platform, our team, you know, mm-hmm. they literally go in. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful that I get to see. And that's why I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly what I thought I was going to do in life, actually. Right. <laughs> you know, and this kind of ties in with like how I met Jesus. Your story. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Start You're so from the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Well, pretty much I'm from LA. I'm from California. Is that A18? 
No, <laughs> baby. I am from the hood. I am from the ghetto. I am from 323. <laughs> um, you know, which I don't recommend anybody going there unless you want to do outreach or something or help out. You know, because if you live there, it's kind of traumatizing. Um, but before me living in L.A., I was born there. But when I was a baby, I was literally like probably six months. Um, my parents decided to go to Mexico. So I was raised in Mexico until um, I was seven, about to be eight years old, um, which is nuts. Um, but I loved it so much. I had like the best childhood. Um, I actually, um, I did not grow up Christian. I um, come from a Catholic home. Um, and yeah, so it was it was awesome being you know, a child living in Mexico and having a normal childhood. I literally didn't know anything about really TV or anything like that. I literally, all my memories are just me playing outside mm -hmm. and playing with kids with mud and just having a blast. Mm -hmm. And that's what I remember. And I think it was the best thing ever. But one thing that I would never forget that is so, so, so meaningful to me, it's the most amazing thing that... Um, I feel like God's gift and God's mercy was on, in, like, in my life since I was a child, even though I didn't know him, even though my parents didn't know him, mm. you know, because um, he was using my grandmother, which lived Always in Mexico. Dude, the, the Gmas, man. Always the grandmas. They know what's up, man. <laughs> They're our true faithful servants, true. which is so cool. Um, yep, my grandma was actually not a Christian either because sadly in my small town in Mexico where I lived, um, it, Christianity is not a thing. It was mm -hmm. not a thing. Um, and I don't think so until I don't even know if it's a thing right now, which, you know, I should probably go and do something about that. But mm -hmm. um, no, but for real, like that was not a thing back when I was, you know, little. And so all they had was just Catholic churches. But my grandma loved the Lord so much. And I really felt like she was a Christian without mm -hmm. her knowing that she was a Christian because she loved Jesus. Mm -hmm. She knew about his life and she was devoted for him every single day. Mm -hmm. And she literally showed me how it is to live like Jesus mm -hmm. when I was a little girl. And it's crazy because she had so many like she had like 10 kids so she had so many grandchildren mm. but somehow she chose me to be with her everywhere oh. so i feel like that's already the grace of god like why would you choose me like even my aunts were a little jelly you know because yeah. her daughters wouldn't really be around her that much not because she didn't want to be with them just because i don't know what it was like my grandma would something take me everywhere you. yeah something about me um she told me how to pray but something that she did show me was um, feeding the poor when she was poor, mm. like like giving medicine to the poor when she didn't even know anything about medication or she didn't even go to school, guys. Like real story. I don't even think she knew how to read, but mm. like yet she will give out. She will give, give, give. She will literally take me with her. She would tell me, wait outside, okay? Like I'm going to bathe her. Like and they would live in these really poor little homes. Like there were like shacks. Is that mm -hmm. how you say it? Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. And I can never forget that. Like, it's in my, it's like hardcore planted in my mind. Wow. And I'm like, wow. Like, that was like the best thing. And it was really hard for me because they brought me back to the U.S. 
they decided like hey you know the kids are growing up like we gotta go back you know they gotta go to school so I was like no because that means I'm not gonna be with my grandma I was literally with her every day and I would stay over every single day she told me how to not be afraid of the dark she taught me how to pray a little bit different but she still taught me how to pray which are prayers are in the bible which is awesome Mm -hmm. you know and um I remember I left and that was one of the hardest things for me because I felt really lonely. Um, my parents started, you know, they, uh, well, first of all, <laughs> my dad, I didn't grow up with my dad because while I was in Mexico, my dad would leave for like every, like literally, like I will only see him twice a year. Oh, wow. And he will go to New York, work out there, and then come back only for Christmas and summer vacation, and that's it. Um. So that was really hard for me because I was like, so where's my dad? (laughs) You know, and coming to the U.S., I was already, we're reunited. And it was not like a separation thing. It was just because that was the life that he had planned. Right. You know, and um, it was the the best for us. My mom just, she used to be in New York and it was just really hard for her to be there. She didn't really like it for us. And whatever. So we went back to L.A. And, yeah, just growing up in a, in a broken home was really, really hard for me. My I didn't see my parents. They started working, like, tons of hours. And I was just very lonely. But I was also a very, um, I was a very, um, uh, like, curious kid hmm. that I don't know how, but the enemy was trying to get me so bad since I was literally a little girl. Mm. And I remember I got molested mm. um, when I was little. And that, that just, oh, that crushed me. Mm. That changed my whole life forever. And it was the hardest thing because that opened doors to things that I didn't even know it, it, it existed. My right. purity just left. And I was like, whoa. And I felt this shift in my body, in my in my life. And I was like, what is this? And then not having my grandma, like the only person that actually put attention to me. Yeah. It was so hard. And then the hardest thing is that she died oh, no. <laughs> a couple years later. And I didn't even get to see her like that, which sucked. But that woman was devoted. And I just want to shout her out because she got a <laughs> she got a stroke and nobody was there for her really to help her. Wow. And she was half paralyzed in a wheelchair and she still pushed herself to church. Dude. And she lived like in a hill. And I'm like, who is this woman? She's in the cloud of witnesses she right now. She is, and I can't wait to see her. And oh. I know that she's with Jesus right now. So shout out to Gma because she taught me what's <laughs> like what's the real deal, like Mother Teresa style, yeah. which is awesome. And I know that one day I'm gonna do that like physically, and I know that we're doing it, you know, socially right now. Right. Um, with like you know reaching students and reaching women here at the well, um, which is awesome. But Anyway, so then my grandmother passed. And then when I was 14, I went back to Mexico. My grandma was gone already. But we still had a bunch of family out there. And that same person that molested me was a child did it again. Mm. And that individual was already over the age of 18. And I was a minor. I was 14 years old. 
And I will never forget that. It was something that, again, it just brought so much fear. It brought so much insecurity. It brought trauma into me. And it opened doors to the enemy mm-hmm. that, again, they shouldn't ever been open in the first place. And I started being addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. And I was hiding it from my parents. And I was just such a rebellious child. And then my family, too. Like, I feel like I don't know. I do know now. I, I again, like you said, Bailey. Like there was like, I feel like I was chosen since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. because my family would always pick on me, like aunties, cousins, and stuff, and they would just tell me like, like they would just put me down out of anything. Like, hey, you look fat. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're like, and I love fashion since I was a little girl. I always love to. I love to dream. I mm-hmm. love fashion. My mom gave me the chance to like dress myself, and that oh. was so cool to me. And I learned it from my brothers and how to be stylist and all this stuff. You know, I just loved it. And and they would just bring me down, be like, you look ugly. Like, I hate that outfit. You look fat. Like, oh, like all these like dumb comments, like bullying, pretty much. They mm-hmm. bullied me. Yeah. <laughs> like all my. On my teenage years, which sucked, and my mom never said anything, so can't forgive her. (laughs) (laughs) We forgive, we forgive, you know, Um, because they just don't know because they also think that that's normal. And I'm like, because they're also to this day, I'm still praying for my family. P.S. They're not safe yet, but you know, one day, (laughs) yes, girl, it's gonna happen. So yeah, so then that happened to me, and it happened to me like two years in a row. It happened. In 2009, when I was 14 years old, happened again in 2010. (laughs) I was just, again, really broken, and I was just the bad child from the family. I started drinking. I wanted to be like my family. I wanted to be accepted by my family. Mm. I just wanted to be that it girl without knowing that that was not the goal. That was not what God wanted me to do. I was so broken, guys. It just... It just really, really, really sucked. And my parents' marriage didn't make it any better because I didn't have a great example. They would argue all the time. And it was just a lot of verbal abuse. And it just really, really sucked, like, growing up in that. And it was, yeah, and, and to this day, like, they're not perfect and I'm still praying for their salvation. I never even had the chance to really even sit at the table with my family to eat dinner. I just didn't have that. Like, everybody had their own schedules. It was just, like, it was just not important. Right. And that just will really suck because that's what I wanted. Like, I wanted family. I wanted that unity that I had, like, with my grandmother growing up, you know? But, dude, but God is so good because in the midst of all craziness, he put key people in my life mm-hmm. that gave me what I was missing. He gave me a best friend that her family, well, they were not Christians, but yet they had this huge heart of of goodness, and they were so kind, and they would see me walking after school by, by myself. And they're like, "Why are you walking by yourself? Like you're so beautiful. You shouldn't be walking by yourself." And I was like, "Well, you know, my parents cannot afford to pick me up. You know, that's yeah. life and and stuff. So I just have to do what I have to do." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. We'll give you a ride. Let's go." Mm-hmm. They literally brought me in, and they just took me in, and they they loved me like if I was their own. And to this day, I'm still friends. And really, really close with my best friend and her family and praying for their salvation, too, because they're so kind. And they're literally already leaving like Jesus, but they just don't know it. Mm. Um, They just need, like, true salvation. But, yeah, yeah, so he put key people in my life. And and then I met my husband. (laughs) I met Andy. That's my baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that you may not know about Andy or... 
not Andy, Denise, <laughs> is that all her life she says baby boy, baby girl, baby guys. <laughs> it's just who she is. So there you go. That's just my way to express myself, to <laughs> love on people. Like, you my baby girl. Like, if she <laughs> were an action figure, that would be her catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Continue. Gosh. But yes. You meet Andy. <laughs> I met Andy and you know it was it was not easy because we dated um we dated and I was not saved. <laughs> I was not saved. I came really broken and he actually grew up in a Christian home. He grew up with a family that I also craved because I uh, have two older brothers, but we're not really close, which sucks until this day is still hard. You know, they were just not taught how to you know, how to yeah. be close and how to have a good relationship. And I'm still praying and stuff for their salvation. But mm-hmm. yeah, so um, you know, I met Andy when I was very broken and he he had he grew up in church his whole life, but he had he left the Lord when he was in his teenage years and right when he met me he had turned eighteen and that's when he was like he came back to the Lord, which is awesome. He's a prodigal. Mm. His story is crazy. We should have him next year. We should year. have Andy on here. <laughs> His story is nuts. The Women of the Well, yes. Andy edition. Yes, please. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, so then... Wow. Pause. <laughs> I'm sorry. Breath pause. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> we dated for like four or five months like that. And he had... He never pressured me to know the Lord. Mm. He never pressured me to go to church. Mm. He literally let the Lord meet me. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, my plan was just like, wow, Andy's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) He is the perfect man for me. I was honestly, guys, I was just looking for love. just wanted to be loved. And I was just seeking it everywhere I could find it that was to be stuck. That was to be stuck to me I don't know forever and I had messed up so many times before meeting Andy like I literally you know was sleeping around and Mm. I was just not a pure person guys like baby girls is real out there and it just sucked so much because I was looking for love in in the wrong place Mm -hmm. with the wrong man instead of waiting you know waiting I never knew the importance of waiting until marriage, until I met Jesus. Mm. Oh, man. And it's just, that really, <laughs> so when I met him, he just restored me, and it was so beautiful. Um, but, yeah, the reason why I gave my life to Jesus, actually, <laughs> was because one night I was actually on the phone with Andy. It was a Friday night, and we were just, you know, we we're talking, and I just keep hearing a loud noise outside, like, my room, and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, does my parents not know that I'm home? I'm talking on the phone, you know, <laughs> with my baby boy. <laughs> and that's when I was like, you know, Andy, hold up. Let me go check what's going on. And I just went outside, checked what's going on, and they were going at it. Like, they were, like, arguing so bad. But Your parents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And literally, I just saw my dad's hand, and he had a knife in oh his gosh. hand. And I was like, <gasps> like, I just froze. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, let me call you back. But he literally heard everything. Mm. which is crazy I couldn't even lie to him or hide it from him because I was like dude it was like right there Mm -hmm. and my dad just didn't know that I was home and he just froze and if I would have never stepped outside my room I don't know what would have happened who knows like and my mom was so afraid I just saw this fear 
in my mom's face. And I was like, what is happening, God? Like, I don't know you, but what's going on? <laughs> like, oh, my God, I was so scared. And my mom was like, let's go right now. Like, your dad is trying to kill me. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, God, I don't want my parents to divorce. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want that. I know we're broken. But I was literally praying in inner city without even knowing that I was praying in inner yeah. city for my family, which is crazy. Crazy how crisis oh yeah make even people who don't even believe in god start praying oh yep <laughs> and next thing you know i reach out to andy and he reached out to me he's like are you okay i was like yep but i am i am destroyed like i don't want this to happen my mom is already playing on leaving my dad and we're gonna move and we're gonna move far and i don't want that like i want my dad mm -hmm. like there's no way and then you know um he still didn't pressure me to go to church or like he literally was like i'm gonna pray for you i never been in that situation my parents thank god they love each other they've been with each other you know for 20 years mm -hmm. you know but i'm gonna be praying for you and i was like no i need answers right now mm -hmm. <laughs> i was so desperate i was like take me to your church <laughs> mm -hmm. i was like i need i need my parents to be saved right now mm -hmm. Dude, like my, I didn't even know what I was thinking, man. And next thing you know, God met me instead mm -hmm. of, you know, my parents. I know that he will with my parents, but he was wow. literally, he used that scene to meet me, wow. which is crazy. I was like, what? Because he takes me to church that Sunday. The whole preaching is about my life. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, oh, who Shut are up. you, sir? Who what? are you, sir? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, why are you talking about my life? <laughs> and he just had to say my name to like be like, this is you. God yeah. is talking to you. And that's when they did an altar call at the end. Mm. And man, that's when like I was like, yup, this is it. And Andy was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Mm. <sighs> and since that day, <laughs> <laughs> there is no going back mm -hmm. <laughs> he restored my heart <laughs> he restored my life he took out like I'm not joking like legit like he took out the addiction of pornography just like that like in a mm -hmm. like like in a click yeah I was like what like, who are you? And that was the best decision I ever made in my life. And I got to understand why everything happened. And it's crazy. I forgot to say this, but while I was in Mexico visiting, like one of those years mm -hmm. that my cousin did what he did, it, this, was in two, this was in 2011. My parents were, again, they're broken. They didn't know. They were seeking for help. You know, mm -hmm. because their, you know, their marriage was very broken. And, the, and they just, sadly, they just went up to the wrong person. And they just gave them the worst advice ever. And they're like, well, go to a witch. She will heal you. And like, oh ugh, girl. Casual. Oh, my goodness. And that traumatized me, too, forever. It brought so much fear in me. Man. Oh, my God. That witch straight up told me I was going to die. Hmm. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, this number comes out. So that means that it's death. And I was like, oh. 
And my parents were so traumatized. They were like, what are you saying, woman? Mm. And then they're like, but she's like, I can save her. Oh <laughs> I was like, no, there's no way. So I knew, girl, that the devil was right behind. Like, he knew what was my life going to be like. Yeah. He knew he was going to, like, he wanted to take me out since, like, the longest. And he just made his message very clear. Mm. And I was like, oh, no more. <laughs> I was like, now it's my turn to make my message clear that Jesus is with me. Yeah. Like, no more, Satan. Like, you do not rule my life. But it wasn't easy. Right. Giving my life to Jesus was also not easy. For years, maybe for five years, I literally struggled with so much fear, girl. I was mm. so afraid to even drive my own vehicle because I was also scared of the hood where I lived. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. I was scared that somebody was following me. I was scared that I was going to get shot up, even though I wasn't even part of a gang, but I just was scared that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. I was scared of my neighborhood. I was scared of everything. Like I was scared to take the bus sometimes, and mm. I was just so oppressed because, again, the devil was like, oh, well, you gave your life to Jesus. I'm still going to mess you up with yeah. your like, you know, fears. You know, like I dig something in your heart and I'm like, keep digging it up. And I was just like, no, you ain't. Mm -hmm. It was really hard. But I like that literally broke off my life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized like, <laughs> wow, like Satan really wanted to kill me. Mm -hmm. But God gave me another chance. Mm -hmm. But God gave me life. He literally gave me life. Like Satan was like, no, it was death, and like Satan, I mean, and Jesus was like, nope, it's life. Mm -hmm. I love you, and I will give you life. Mm -hmm. And then just years forward, you know, like it's 2018, and you know, we met One Voice, we met Brian Barcelona, we became missionary missionaries, and that's when my life even changed, even crazier, yeah. because I got to meet the Father. Mm. <laughs> the father the father i was like there's a father mm. <laughs> like you know like trust me guys it took me a while to figure that out yeah. you know i was praying to jesus and you know and to god <laughs> i didn't know that you can actually have a daughter and like father relationship yes and i was like wow game changing like game changer And man, that just changed my life forever. When I, I was like, wow. Like, that's when like true love like really exists because that is found in Jesus. Yeah. And that is found in daughtership. Mm -hmm. And that is found because he loves us so much. Yeah. That he just wants to impact our lives no matter where you come from. Like, no matter what pass, no matter if the devil told you in your face you're going to die, mm -hmm. like, his love overcomes everything. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's like this relief, like, only Jesus can change your life. Yeah. Only his blood, his powerful blood can change his life. Yes. And he did it for me, so he can do it for you, too, if you have hope. You know, if, if, if you have hope of a family member or even yourself, don't give up. It took me years, like, for real, y'all. Like, it's it's been nine years since I know 
since I knew the Lord. Wow. I know the Lord. And, and, and for the first five years, it was really hard. Again, I didn't know about being a daughter. I was still dealing with fear. Right. I was still, you know, little, you know, under the the weather <laughs> you know <laughs> like I was just like what's going on you know I, I didn't value myself I, it took me a long time to figure out my value with Jesus it took me a long time to get it together and I'm talking about the little things like even getting my license like even mm-hmm. like being responsible like if I want to you know I, I dropped out of college because I wanted to pursue you know makeup which is not bad but still like I was just like girl I was just leading your own life I was leading my own life Mm -hmm. and I was not allowing God to speak into it yeah it's real it's so real and literally like uh, just lastly I just want to share something very intimate Mm -hmm. that just happened to me recently Mm -hmm. but you know last year Me and my husband's again. Me and my husband's. Hello. <laughs> no. She only has one, y'all. Just one. His <laughs> name is Andy. <laughs> so Don't get it twisted. <laughs> no. But me and my husband, last year, during August, um, we <laughs> lost like all of our financial support. He lost all of his jobs that he had on site that was supporting us, you know, to pay rent and stuff. Because as missionaries, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we support you know, through donors or either side of hustles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lost everything, like zero. Like we had nothing coming in. And we we're in the midst of moving and, and we're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and we literally, everything that we had in our bank account, we just gave it to like the deposit of like the new place that we rented it. And we just stayed with nothing. And we're like, how are we going to pay rent, God? But God knew that he was going to like provide to us in a crazy way. But it took a whole year, not until this year, 2022 of August, <laughs> that he did not just provide it, but he actually like extra provided for me, mm. which is crazy. Not just like financially, like money wise, but he gave me, <laughs> he gave me a child, mm. a child that it's not, that no longer is with me, you know? Um, I got pregnant in Ju- in July, and I lost the baby in um in August of this year, and I and I went there. I went to like like five years ago. Mm. <laughs> I was like, so was this you, God, <laughs> or was this like the devil? <laughs> mm. Yeah, and oh, that was like the hardest thing of my life, going through that miscarriage. It was not just like, oh, like, like physically, it was hard, but now, like, mentally in my heart got mm. destroyed because that's mm. like been my, oh, I, my, my longing was to be a mother. And, and I really thought it was God who took it away. I was like, was it just like you? Was it you just the same way you took my money? <laughs> It's real, that's so real. real. It's real. It was like, <laughs> and that's when I started blaming myself. And I was like, don't go there. Something was whispering in my head, and like, don't go there. Like, don't go there. It's not his fault. It's the devil trying to take you down. Mm. And like, he tried to take you down. He took your baby. But he can't take 
me out. Mm -hmm. And I know that God is going to do so much more in my life than he already did, that he's already doing. Mm -hmm. I know that with so much, like, like, confidence. And I know that I am a mother right now. Mm -hmm. And I got the greatest gift of my life. That my child right now is living in heaven with the father. Mm-hmm. And that's what every parent longs for, you know? Mm-hmm. For your child to go to heaven one day and to live for eternity, you know? Yeah. And and I was like, wow, that was like a really eye-opening for me when somebody told me that. Like, hey, like, you're actually a mom. And your child is living in heaven with him right now. I was like, yes. Wow. And the reason why I tie this to my testimony is because it's just a, such, such like a big, big thing in my life mm-hmm. that it literally, like, in a second, literally, I thought I was good. Like, I was giving people the surprise. Like, hey, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that, one day to another, like, my body just rejected, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it went through what it, you know, it did what it did, and, and I lost it. Like one day, like that, you just lose it all. The same mm-hmm. thing that I just, I'm not trying to compare like me losing my baby to money. No, because money can, oh, I care less. Like mm-hmm. that comes and goes. Like, like my trust is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, but just going through that, going yes. through like losing a child that you've been waiting for for so long. You know, me and my husband got married two years ago. I know that hasn't been that long, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, Oh, like, I just seen the joy in his eyes of him wanting to be a father. Like, oh, it just killed me. And I started questioning, and I went there, guys. Like, like I went there. I am not going to lie. Like, I was like, you're not real. Like, if you're real, why did you take it away? Like, what did I do? Like, was it me? Like, tell me right now. I need an explanation right now. Tell me, mm-hmm. what did I do wrong as a Christian? Dude, and, dude I, I used the same question and changed it, like, just, like, one word. And I was, like, I was going through it. <laughs> and, and little, and it has not been easy. Like, mm-hmm. this happened in August that... I was like Sweet two thing. months ago or something like that, and almost about to be three months, and uh, <laughs> it was a process, and it took me a while to understand that number one, it's not God's fault why you go through things, why your life looked a certain way. Yes, but it is through His love that we are found in Him again. Mm-hmm. It's through Him that He gives us a second chance. That he restores our yes. hearts. That he restores our minds. Yes. <laughs> and he literally just guides you in every way. And now I'm in a new season, <laughs> which I'm trying to figure it out, which is pruning. <laughs> um, he's pruning me and my husband. And, but my husband is, is so strong. And, uh, and something that literally, like, that I'm so happy that it was only Jesus to was this generational curse that was in my family because my mom actually had a miscarriage mm-hmm. when I was um, four years old. And, and um, she knew it was a girl. She was already, like, four. And she was about, like, two months and okay. a half-ish. And, um, yeah, so it really sucked because at that time we were living in Mexico. So my father was 
not present. Mm. And she had nobody to help her. And she blames, to this day, she blames my father that it was his fault why that baby didn't, wasn't born. Mm. Because you didn't help me. Because I had to get up. The doctor said that I had to be in bed for like a whole month. And because I have children, I cannot just leave, like let them, like, mm. you know, not attend them. Like, like I had to be there for them. I had to get up. So I lost it. And it's your fault. And just like this resentment, like just this crazy pain and anger. Like when that happened to me in August, that literally was broken off. Because mm. Andy was like the best husband that I can ever ask for. Yeah, Like he attended me. He bathed me. Because guys, it's crazy. I was so weak. My body was so weak that the weight of my hair was too much for my body. Mm. So I was about to crash into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> that Andy had to hold me and bathe me. And yeah. I was like, wow. I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Because only you restore. Mm. Only you give another chance. Only you do what the enemy takes. You take it back from him. Mm -hmm. And you restore it. And you, and you make it new. And you make it fresh. And I'm just so thankful for the Lord. Because he did not just restore mm -hmm. that generational curse. You know, I don't know if that's the proper way to say yes, it. Yeah. You know, but he literally, like, changed my whole life. And then, boom, like, he also did that. And I was like, yes, God. Like, yes, Jesus. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. You just, like. It's a roller coaster. Uh, you just hit us with, like, a 10-pound weight of glory. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think I can speak on behalf of everyone listening in the future <laughs> that, like, your story is such a clear, evident picture of the redemptive power of Jesus. Um, and it, I've heard someone say before that, like, the areas that the enemy will try to hit you the hardest in are actually the places that you're destined for greatness. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes so much sense just hearing your story from childhood to right before you got saved, like, even in marriage and how... The enemy, you know, like, try to hit you so hard with this miscarriage. Like, all these places where it was yeah. like, oh, like, of course. Yeah. Of course, you know, Satan would try to point his ugly little mm -hmm. finger at your destiny in mm -hmm. so many areas. Um, because he, he knew who you were to be more than you even knew at those times. Yeah. Just in all these different areas. Um, so it's just so beautiful to see, like, the hope that Jesus has um, has to offer us, like oh, even yeah. in the most hopeless, dark situations. And I even feel like what you just shared was so powerful because I've had so many moments in my own life where I'm walking through really hard stuff. And the first person I want to like accuse or point a finger <laughs> at is God. Yes, it's like, it's crazy, All right, man. what do you got to say about this one? Mm -hmm. Like, um, but how like we give, we give Satan mm -hmm. like way too much mm -hmm. power oh, yeah. in our lives where like we'll allow him in a moment's notice. We're like, I love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yay. And then the well, minute, we're good. Mm -hmm. yep, and the minute something happens in our lives, like immediately we just like come in agreement with his lies and start to blame the father. 
Um, but I, I just love how God is not shaken or shocked or offended by our questions, by our pain, even mm-hmm. when we're angry, even mm-hmm. when we're like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Like it's his loving kindness, like his steadfast love. That's like, it, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's there in the mm-hmm. midst of that. So girl, it's cause we just pointing at the wrong person. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, no y'all. Like when you going through it, you turn around and you point at the enemy because, yes. and you got to take back what he took from you because legit I to the enemy's camp and I so bad myself for me. That's right, girl. <laughs> That's an anthem right there, man. You remember that when you're going through it. Remember that. Sing that song. Yes. And like literally like point at the enemy and be like, you, how dare you? You're going to regret the day oh, you ever point yes. fear at me. That's or right. Or miscarriage at me That's or anything right. in my marriage. You're going to mm-hmm. rue the day because mm-hmm. we know the end of the story and we know where he's going to end up under our feet. Yes. So I just want you like what? What would you say, or you could pray it out or speak it out or whatever. <laughs> Let's do both. <laughs> I was like, I would love for you to pray. Yeah. But do both. Um, what would you say to someone listening to this right now who, whether it's miscarriage or marriage or whatever, just stuff they're walking through in their lives where it feels like, like this is too, this is too broken, pretty much. Or maybe even like. They're in a place where it's so jacked up that they're angry at God. Like, Ooh. what would you say? Then? Wow. <laughs> I'm definitely going to pray. <laughs> but first, I want to tell you that nothing is so broken to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because remember, it was not God who caused the brokenness. Yes. But it's the enemy because he knows what your life is going to be, what your life is going to turn to once you say yes completely to the Father. And not just saying yes, but like even allowing God to go deep in your heart of all the wounds that the devil has caused in your life. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, no, like you surrender to Jesus. And if you're angry, girl, you know you need to give that anger to the Father because only... He can restore you. Only he can do that. Believe me, I was angry at my cousin for molesting me. Not just once, but three times, man. Like, Mm. oh, like I was so angry. And I was like, I just want to punch him. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to tell my whole family what he did to me. But dude, I even care for my family so much that I know that God has not even given me permission to this day to say something because I'm a dis- I'm a destroy my family, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, you know, there's gonna be a right moment and wisdom when to say that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, dude, like, you love, and that is the hardest thing. We have the greatest example, and that is the life of Jesus. What did he do when people were jacked up to him? Mm-hmm. He loved them. <laughs> it's hard, but it's gonna. It's probably gonna take a second, or maybe for you, it's probably not gonna take a second. It's probably gonna be a journey mm-hmm, to probably. get to the forgiveness, to get to like mm-hmm. that. Okay, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's gonna take time. Really, guys, I'm not perfect. It took me five years to let go of this fear that was like it looked like if it was a cloud on top of me a fear that was oppressing me down yeah. like even my my husband then boyfriend andy you know he was like what's going on like like dude you gotta let go of that i was like i don't know what's going on but that's because honestly i wasn't taking the time to spend time with the father right. i wasn't allowing him to 
to to heal me. I wasn't allowed. I wasn't giving him all these fears, all these angers that I had for so many years. I was just living life so calmly. So what do you do? Get out from the couch. Get up. Get up. Go talk to Jesus. Because yes. he can only restore you. Are you going to be mad your whole life? No. You get up. Yes. You get up because if you never get up, you're going to be the same forever mm-hmm. and you're going to die like that. Yeah. And that's what I see in my family right now, which hurts me so much. It's like you complain, like you still are angry from things from years ago. But when are you going to just say yes? Like When are yeah. you just going to get up? And especially if you know the Lord, that's even more conviction. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on, you know the Lord. At least I have grace, you know, yeah. on my family because they don't know them. Like, they don't they don't know Jesus. But, like, if you know the Lord and you're still stuck in this, like, box, like, get out of the pit. Get out of the box. Like, yeah. just, again, go talk to Jesus. Surrender every pain. Surrender every anger to him and just give it to him. Yeah. And little by little, he's going to restore you. Or he's going to do it like this, in a snap. Yeah. Like, okay, like you waited long enough. Yeah. Like, I'm here for you. Believe me, even if you don't see him, even if you don't feel him, he's at the door. He is waiting for you to literally say, yes, you are allowed in this room. You're allowed in this part of my heart. Like, he's legit waiting patiently. Like, who else... Do you want to trust with your life somebody that wants to destroy it or somebody that is patiently waiting for you to yeah. love you and restore you and to teach you so much of him and the father? He wants to give you how like he wants to like teach you how to be a daughter so you cannot repeat the same mistakes that your parents did. Yes. Or if your parents were awesome, but you know, you, you know, you're going through it right now. You don't want your kids to go through what you're going through right now. Like you got to break any generational curses like only you have the power with god by giving that to the authority to the king which is god you know what i mean so yes yeah would you just pray Uh, for estenisi yes jesus so good oh my gosh (laughs) let's do it wow just wherever you are right now just like (laughs) position yourself and even if you're driving if you're uh, washing the dishes, whatever you're doing right now, if you're at work, just talk to Jesus and just be like, I thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I thank you because I am your daughter, because I am alive, because I am no longer serving another master, but I'm serving you. I'm no longer serving anger. I'm no longer serving lust. I'm no longer serving pain. I'm no longer serving my past, but I'm serving Jesus from now on. So I just thank you, Jesus, for all of your daughters who are listening right now, that you may restore them, restore their hearts the same way you restored me. You gave me the perfect family, God. Not just here at One Voice, but even my in-laws, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you may give that perfect family, Jesus, for all these ladies who are looking for that family that they've been missing for so long, for that love, that you may provide the the greatest people, mm-hmm. that you may provide good 
godly people in their lives that may guide them also to you. Mm -hmm. But in the secret that they may go to you, Jesus. And it doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to look like performance. It doesn't have to be on a stage, God. But literally in their closets or in their bedroom, that they may just talk to you and surrender every single area of their lives, Jesus. God, restore their hearts the same way that you have restored Bailey's, mm -hmm. the same way that you have restored mine. God, that you may give them exactly what they need because only you know exactly what they need, God. That they may not be afraid to move forward. Mm -hmm. That they may ask you to hold like their hand and you will. I just, I'm just like looking how Jesus is waiting to hug you. Whoever you are, he's waiting to hug you. He's waiting to hold your hand physically and literally walk with you and take you to an unknown place that you might question, but it's okay. Don't question the Lord. Mm -hmm. You walk with him because he's the best one to trust. Trust in the unknown But just know that our perfect father is with us. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to disappoint you. He's going to love you. He's going to take you exactly where you have to be. So Jesus, right now, whatever I see, wherever they are, that you may come, that you may walk with them. Mm -hmm. Tell him, Jesus, I allow you right now to walk with me. Take my hand. And Jesus, I know. I thank you. And I just need your hug. I need to hold you. I cover them with Psalms 91, God. Mm -hmm. And I plead your blood over them. I don't know who they are. But only you know their names, God. And you're going you're gonna to walk with them, Jesus. You're going to walk with them the same way you're doing it with me and in my marriage, God. You're going to restore, God. Yes. They may not give up. Tell him right now, Jesus, I don't want to give up. Walk with me. Tell him. Be honest with him. Walk with me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace on my life. Give me your love. Give me your patience. Give me everything that you carry. And teach me how to be loved. And how to receive your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> that was so, seriously, so powerful. Guys, shout out to Denise. For Baby girl. being willing to even come <laughs> on here and share her story so vulnerably. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. It was an honor, honestly. It was an honor for me. So. DM us if you have any prayer questions. True. <laughs> Make sure you follow us at on Instagram at the underscore well underscore women. <laughs> That's right. That? That's that's it. Okay. And then make sure you go to your app store and download the well app. Yes. We have an app and it's gonna be awesome. And there'll be all sorts of stuff on there. So make yeah. sure you go. And yes. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you, Bailey. Yes. Yeah, see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.